Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. Thanks very much, Asanda. Otherwise, it is indeed Talking Women here on SAFM. I'm Nancy Richards, and the team today, Hazel Magazzini and Kim Sertel. And what we have in the lineup today, focusing very much on the Business Women's Association. The Business Women's Association, if you don't know it, is the largest, most prominent association for business and professional women in South Africa, the voice of women in business. And each and every year, the ten regional branches of this leading national business association host their respective regional business achievers awards with finalists in five different categories. Well, if you are a businesswoman and you don't know about the BWA, it's certainly worth investigating and possibly signing up, uh, not simply just to be awarded because they are extraordinarily supportive and I think that they're very encouraging to women in business individually as well as collectively. Well, uh, just last week, in fact, on Friday, I was lucky enough to go along to the Business Women Western Cape uh, Annual Regional Business Achiever Awards, which is uh, fabulous as always. But it's always really interesting to find out how other women have done it and how they've achieved what they've achieved. Going to be speaking to one finalist and one winner. We're going to be chatting to uh, Jacqueline Berger. She's the founder of Rarity Handbags, and she was a finalist in the Entrepreneur Category. I was going to be talking to Ethel Haman, who's a partner. She was a winner in the professional categories partner at Hawaf Zella Karu, and uh, as I say, a winner in the professional category. Um, there were many more, but there's only so much time that one can uh, actually get to, to chat to everybody. We're going to be talking to, to Robin Hay, who's the chair of the Cape Town Business Women's Association, to get the sort of the, the overall picture. Plus, we're going to be talking to the vice chair of the Durban branch of the uh, Business Women's Association, because they're going to be having their awards on June the 5th. So we'll be getting a bit of a, a grip on what they We can't, won't be able to give away the names of the winners, but we'll certainly be able to get a, a bit of a sense of what they were looking for. Talking to Vice Chair Lynette and Tuli. So that's what we've got lined up. Hope you're going to stay with us. And if you would like to join us, why not? 0892 10 2010. And if you would like to let us know anything after the show, otherwise at safm.co.za or find us on Facebook, otherwise on SAFM. Well, what's news very briefly? Ever controversial, isn't he? Veteran film director Roman Polanski apparently is quoted recently as having said that the birth control pill has had a masculinizing effect on women and that the levelling of the sexes was idiotic and that offering flowers to a lady had become indecent. Well, you can see that he's coming perhaps from another place. And just uh, as you will know only too well, Africa Day, Africa Day was, uh, Saturday was Africa Day, but it was also Orange Day. Now, this is an initiative of the United Nations Secretary General put together something called UNITE, U-N-I-T-E, UNITE, to end violence against women, uh, and has proclaimed the 25th of the month as Orange Day, in fact, the 25th of every month as Orange Day. And the first of the series was launched uh, just last year. Uh, and it was initiated, I'm not sure actually that it, yeah, yeah, it was indeed, it was initiated uh, and started July last year, but it happens each and every month, and it was led by the Unite Campaign Global Youth Network, and the idea, I think, being to, what they're looking at is the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, Uh, and the Orange Day aims to spark worldwide interest and conversation, highlight the fact that violence against women and girls is a violation of human rights, and calls for its eradication without reservation, equivocation, or delay. Well, this year they were using Orange Day actions to highlight recommendations from the agreed conclusions of the 57th session of the Commission on the Status of Women. And uh, the theme, I think, was safe homes for women and girls, safe spaces, safe homes for women and girls. And uh, following on from that, speaking at a local uh, Orange Day event organised by the Department of Women, Children and People with Disabilities, incidentally, lesbian activist here in Cape Town, Funeka Soldat, says that in her opinion, police don't treat hate crimes against lesbians with the same seriousness as other crimes. And Funeka is the founder of Free Gender, which is an organisation raising awareness about these crimes. Citing an incident when she was raped, her attacker said, we knew we'd get you one day. She also regrets, and I quote from her, that Africans find it uncomfortable to talk about homosexuality. However, the regional head of Department of Justice and Constitutional Development, uh, Hishan Mohammed, said in the past 13 months, 64,000 cases of rape have been reported nationally, but the President Jacob Zuma and his cabinet have declared war on gender-based violence. Well, let's hope that their war has a good outcome. And on the, the uh, green front, well done to the team who put together the South African stand at the Chelsea Flower Show, featuring a hundred blooming years at Kirstenbosch, celebrating their centenary, and they won gold for South Africa yet again. Well done, guys. 
Also living abroad on the health front, whilst we often beat ourselves up for what our kids here in South Africa don't know, how interesting to read that 87% of children in France, said to be the gourmet, uh, gourmet zenith, Half 87% of them didn't know what a beetroot was when they saw it, and 72% had no idea what pasta was made of, some of them thinking that it was a vegetable or that it grew on trees. Sacre bleu, let them eat cake. But I think that that might actually be the problem, because apparently one in five children in France is obese. You're listening to Otherwise. Stay with us. Hi, my name is Orlan Iguala. I'm a Shake the World Ambassador. I'm really excited about this campaign because it raises substantive issues affecting us as society. If we were to get our leaders to commit to the Millennium Development Goals, we'd go a very long way towards dealing with some of the most fundamental problems facing us. Goal number one, eradicating poverty and hunger, is the closest to my heart simply because for me and millions of other South Africans, this is not academic, this is an everyday reality. I therefore pledge to work with anyone who can help in any way eradicate this problem. And this is how I'm shaking the world. How do you shake the world? This is SAFM. Otherwise, on SAFM. That's what it is. It's otherwise here on SFM Talking Women. Talking Women on this Monday on a very business-like level. Because we have, uh, well, as I was telling you earlier, the Business Women's Association, Cape Town, recently, on Friday, in fact, had their Regional Achiever Awards 2013 at the Table Bay Hotel at a breakfast function where everyone arrived at the crack of dawn on time, looking fresh and fabulous, which in, it, in itself, I thought, was nothing short of absolutely amazing. Not half bad to get everybody there at 7.30 in the morning. Well, in a minute, we're going to be talking to one of the successful winners and also to one of the finalists. But first, we have in the studio with us Robin Hay, who was also up at the crack of dawn on Friday. She's the chair of the Cape Town Business Women's Association. Hi, Robin. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for having me. Congratulations for getting up and being sparkly at that time of day. <laughs> not, not bad, but a good idea, because if you're going to get a day's job of work done, you've just got to start early. Absolutely. You? You've got to get going right from the beginning mm, of the day. Mm. You've got to get going, and if you're a businesswoman, you've got to get going. The Business Women's Association, you've got ten regional branches. Each and every one of you has an award ceremony. Yes, every branch has their own ceremony every year. Okay. And do, do you all follow the same pattern? I think that you probably all have the same categories, but we, do you all approach it in the same way? No, it's actually quite individualized. So each branch takes into account who their members are and also what the flavor of that branch is. So uh, although the categories are the same and the process, the actual judging process is the same, the flavor of the awards, whether it's a business breakfast or a cocktail function or a tea or whatever it is, is done in such a way to give the branch the ability to use their own identity mm. and okay. to achieve what they're Okay, so want. the event itself is over to you to do whatever Absolutely. you Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and you, you opted for a breakfast, and I think the Durban branch are opting for a dinner. But that's kind of by the by. I suppose yes. the, the nitty-gritty here are the categories, and the categories are five categories, and they are what? Okay, the five categories are the corporate category, which is for women who are actually in a hold a senior position within a corporate structure, but they have to control a budget of less of 75 million rand or less. Then we've got your entrepreneur, which are established entrepreneurs who have had their own businesses for at least three years. Then you have your social entrepreneur, um, and that's a woman who is running an NGO or something similar, a nonprofit organization. And then you have your emerging entrepreneur, and that is somebody who's been in business for less than three years but is running a profitable business. And then lastly, we have our professional category. I always find it quite funny because people talk about professional winners, like that's what they do for a living. But um, really, <laughs> it's women who are in the professions, like accountants, doctors, auditors, lawyers. Mm. Of which, of course, I have omitted to mention that you yourself are a lawyer. Yes, I am. So, um, so the, uh, we, we're going to be talking to uh, a finalist in the entrepreneur category and a winner in the professional category. But, these, uh, but I think that in Cape Town there was no, no finalists in the emerging category. That's correct. We, we are very careful with our awards. We don't want to give an award in a category for the sake of giving the award. Okay. So unless there are 
um, enough entrance, firstly, for there to be a good, um, a healthy competition, and secondly, that there are quality entrants in a specific area. We actually don't award an award in that category. So mm. this year we didn't have sufficient entrance into the social, um, sorry, into the emerging entrepreneur category. So we opted not to give an award in that category this year. How do you get your entrance? Do, do they have to be members of the BWA? No, they don't. And what's very exciting for me is that we had three of our three of our winners were members of the BWA, and our fourth winner was actually somebody who um, our vice chair had written an article about it. So that was Erica Elk from um, Cape the Cape. Design. That's correct. Yeah. And she, um, Laura, our vice chair, had actually read an article about her, and she came to me and she said, "Robin, this woman's amazing, and I think she'd be a perfect nominee in the social entrepreneur category." And so we phoned her up and we chatted to her and we got a sense of her business. She's not a member of the BWA. She'd never been involved in the BWA, but she was nominated and actually went on to win in that Mm. category. So that's very exciting for us. It is very exciting. So you guys get together and you find the women. I mean, you don't you don't put out a call. For we do. We put out okay. a call and we ask. They have, need to be nominated by somebody. Mm. So um, they're either nominated by people within or outside the organisation. And yeah, so it's a nomination process, and we we start that process in the beginning of. February, and then that process is ongoing, and then we start the judging process in April. What do you look for? Because with each and every one, we saw a little five-minute sort of DVD of, uh, well, not even five, well, maybe it was yeah, five minutes. Yeah, it was minutes. about, yeah. Um, and, you know, you look at these women and how they run their lives, and everybody looks at their hair and makeup, and it's all done, it all looks so... It all looks so easy mm. when you see it there, but what is it that you're looking for? What is that ingredient that makes them you know, singled out? In music, when you're talking about a voice, you talk about someone who's got that ping, where that voice can silence an auditorium because it is so pure and so beautiful. And when it comes to choosing women who go forward to be finalists, we look for that ping, something that makes you, when you're reading their, their nomination form, that there's that minute where you go, wow, or mm-hmm. gosh, or, you know, something that just makes you realize that this woman has really gone over and beyond and above and beyond what she ought, needs to have done. And she's giving back into the community. That's a very important part. Is that essential? It is essential. In each and every one In of the categories. every category. They have to show, the women have to show that they're giving back because we're an organization, we believe in what we've termed lifting as we rise. So as the women are successful, so they need to carry with them the the younger women that come after them. Um, So that's essential. And they need to be respected in their industry. So they need to have some um, some kind of identity of their own. How do you measure that? Do you go and talk to everybody in the industry and say, okay, whisper... Tell me about her, what she like. <laughs> How do you find out what, no, what well, her reputation is? Well, often, um, I, I think the, the, the most, at, at its most basic, we make sure there's no scandal around her. And secondly, it's obviously easier if the finalists are within the BWA because they will have a network within which we, can, we are aware of them and we know their business. Mm. But we will also then ask if they're members of any professional bodies. We will make inquiries as to whether or not they, there's anything we ought to know. And... Um, and often the women, as they come through, are women who have got, had other awards or have had other accolades. So they may have had articles about them or there'll be a presence about them as they come through. Success breeds success. Absolutely. I suppose I'm coming back to the, the there not having been enough emerging to yeah. have made a... You know, the thing about the success breeding success, you know, we often see in the magazines and in the newspapers, you know, the same women up there. And, you know, there are new women coming up, but maybe maybe not enough. Just going back to what you were saying about the voice, the ping, some women don't have a good voice, and I don't mean literally that they're not strong about uh, putting themselves forward. How do you address that? I think the main way in which we address that is the fact that everybody, especially on the pre-judging panel, so there's a a two-prong approach where first you go through a pre-judging panel and then a final finalist panel. And on the pre-judging panel, we ensure that people that sit on that panel have got, there are entrepreneurs. So, for example, I grew my practice from scratch. I'm an entrepreneur. I started my business. I changed the way people do law, and I, well, in my view. <laughs> and um, Nothing wrong with your ping. Yeah, nothing wrong with my I'm very pingy, if you ask me. But... Um, and so I, I understand that that when you're starting out, you're not you don't always have the language or mm. the words. 
So it's not so much about how beautiful their presentation is, but it's the substance of it. So we'll often see, you know, they'll send us pictures of what they're doing. We'll see, get references from their staff or from their colleagues. And you'll, you can actually sense a real depth within that person. Is there any way in which somebody can see that sort of submission, that sort of entry? Because I'm thinking if, you know, if there's somebody listening who's got a business and they'd like, you know, or they know somebody else who's got a business and say, put forward this sort of information, it's enough to make a girl go running in the other direction because it, oh my goodness, it's another Mm. thing to do. But if you have an idea of what it should look like, it could be helpful. No, absolutely. What we do is when you nominate someone, that's that's a very simple process. You Mm. literally fill out a a one-page form and you say why you nominate them. That nominee is then contacted by our coordinator and then a list of documentation is requested. And with that, we ask for references or information and financials. And so everybody gives us more or less the same information. But the truth is, if you're going to give an award of this caliber, you need a lot of information. And we obviously we accept that there's going to be a different caliber of information coming out of an emerging entrepreneur as opposed to somebody in the professional category, yeah. for example. But we do we do expect that they have documentation because obviously we need people that have got a depth to them. Yes, and I think the judges had a final job getting it all together. Yes. It was really quite something interesting to see. There were a couple of guys on the judging panel yes. too. Robin, thank you very much. Now, uh, just give us your website if anybody would like to have a look and, and find out more. It's www. Um, B-W-A-S-A yeah. Yeah. dot C-O dot Okay, and that will give you details of all ten Correct. of the entries. Gosh. Correct. Lovely. Well, very best of luck. Thank you very thank much. You. And you made a fine host at that time of day, I have to say. Pretty good <laughs> job. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nancy. Take care. Bye-bye. Robin Hayes, she's chair of the Cape Town BWA. Well, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about what the BWA in general do, do check their site, www.bwasa.co.za. We'll put it up on our Facebook page so you can make the connection. And coming up in a minute, we're going to be talking to a finalist in the entrepreneur category, a, prof- a winner in the professional category, also hearing from the uh, BWA Durban Vice Chair. So stay with us for all of that. The World Bank and the Department of Science and Technology are proud to bring you the fifth global forum on innovation and technology entrepreneurship. This cutting-edge and interactive event for entrepreneurs, innovators, inventors and policymakers will be held at the East London ICC from the 28th to the 30th of May 2013. For more information, visit www.globalforum.co.za. Behind every melody, there's a memory. You know, I'm a soul singer. I've always been. I mean, I have grown quite a lot, but soul has always been what I'm about. Relive it on Afro Cafe. <laughs> Afro Cafe, where your favorite stars take the spotlight every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Let the journey begin only on SABC2. ICASA is celebrating the World Telecommunications and Information Society Day in all provinces from the 17th to the 30th of May 2013. In keeping with the theme, ICT and road safety, ICASA urges all motorists and pedestrians not to use technologies such as mobile phones whilst driving or crossing the road. Be responsible and use telecommunications technology wisely for your road safety. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. Otherwise, it is Talking Women here on SFM. Nice to have ourselves a finalist in the entrepreneur category of the uh, BWA Cape Town Regional Achiever Award. She's Jacqueline Berger, and she's the founder of Rarity Handbags. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, good afternoon. Congratulations, because as everybody kept pointing out, everybody is a winner. Even if you're a finalist, you're still a winner in one way or another. Tell us a little bit about Rarity Handbags. When, When did you start it and why? Rarity handbags. And why didn't you bring one in? I did. Just, I did from the do. floor. Oh, good. We um, started it uh, it's almost 13 years ago mm. now to, mm. to really address a gap in the market. Um, I was in manufacture. We were in an exports company, and there were there were glaring gaps to me, at least. And I, I went ahead and, and tried to address that. And since then, we've grown the company and our products. Okay, so you were in a manufacturing company. Glaring gaps were what? You know, I think a lot of people with money don't have to have something that's formal and stiff. There's a, there's a market where people are a lot more relaxed and more comfortable with their wealth. They don't need to have it such austere products. So we, we took that approach, um, and then... A, 
a lot of opportunities have opened up along the way, which we've, we've pursued. Okay. There are some who would disagree with that, because, if, yeah. you know, a handbag is a woman's, um, it's like her signal, isn't it? You know, you look at a girl's handbag and you know exactly where she's coming from. So, so you're saying that you can, you can be um, sort of upbeat, but, but have a more casual sort I of handbag. I think so. But you, in your cases, your case... I, cases I suppose your handbags are very South African just describe them unashamedly South African mm. we, we use uh, materials that are from South Africa our products are 100% South African we don't import anything everything's either sourced or made locally uh, that was a decision we made because we believe strongly in our country and we want to promote it so you know things like Springbok Hyde which uh, 12 years ago no one was using we, we addressed the market with that Zebra which is a, a iconic African material we make very good quality handbags with it and ostrich which has been around for a while but you know in that regard we did try make it more casual a bit more accessible yeah yeah and ostrich not just the skin but the feathers as well and the shin yes yeah. which is which is the the poor man's ostrich and we've we've made shin it is the yes, poor man's the, ostrich. it's oh, almost okay. like a, a snake part of the ostrich but we've made beautiful products with that and we've done really well with that product okay. I can hear the conservationists going, really? <laughs> <laughs> what would be your response? I mean, springbok, zebra, ostrich, well, ostrich. Well, my response to that actually is when we were approached by a farmer's wife, she said to me, we're burning the skins. Don't you want to make something beautiful from it? And oh, I was absolutely, it was no springbok. Oh, ostrich is bred, is bred, but it's very utilized. The, the whole animal is utilized. The, the meat is eaten, as you know, you know, low cholesterol, mm. a very healthy meat. And the skin is almost a byproduct often, you know, like, like leather, it's a byproduct of the meat we eat. So, you know what, we try to use stuff that is non-cites. We prefer to use animals that are used in culls. So, obviously, when populations overgraze or overbreed, we have to cull the animals, and that's mm. where we get the majority of our skin. So, well, that's interesting. So, people can walk around with one with a clear conscience. They're not being Absolutely. taken up for the sake of your vanity. No, and your hand. no it's okay. not like fur. It, yeah. it, it definitely is a less... Um, Volatile product, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're going, they were going to go anyway. Um, and are they then treated in such a way that you're not going to have a sort of smelly handbag? Absolutely. Mm. They have to be tanned to international specifications. It's just very highly regulated, the tanning, what you can use. Uh, yeah, there's a whole clear conscience on our handbags, so people well, don't have to worry about that. nationwide? Uh, we really focus on exports, but you can get it at top-end oh, really? boutiques. Um, yes, we've been exporting for a while, and, okay. and that, is our, that is our market. Goodness me, how, what sort of quantity are you exporting into, and who? Well, mainly uh, our biggest market at the moment is Denmark. Um, Princess Mary of Denmark carried one of our handbags to the Royal Wedding, and we represented there by a lovely company the called Royal Naledi, the Monarca Royal Wedding. Yeah, okay. So um, we've, we've got great representation. The company's called Naledi, and they, they sell our products um, in the Scandinavian regions. We sell into Switzerland, uh, Russia, America, Germany, really any market we can get our feet into, we, we want to get our feet into. Oh, gosh, how interesting. And how interesting it would be to know what their different tastes are. I mean, Russia, Absolutely. Denmark, Switzerland. What, what, <laughs> what's the hottest seller in Switzerland? You know, I can't it, imagine a sort of springbok hangbag somehow on a Swiss businesswoman's arm, but... They are a little bit more conservative, so yeah. you, you do. You have quite a diverse range, and parts mm. of your range will, will appeal to different different people. But because we are so unashamedly African, they buy the story. They buy the Africanness of it. So you'll find a product you thought would never sell in Switzerland is selling because it's African and there's the story behind it. Uh, but you certainly do tailor your product to your market. Yeah. Yeah. African is African, but tailoring your product to the, the fashion trends, I suppose, is also important. Do you... Uh, do, do you know? Do you have a certain range, or do you keep updating each and every time there's sort of a, a new trend? Do you fit in with it? We go through phases. We we should theoretically have a new range coming out every yeah. you know every season. But we do find that we we have stuff that really works, and they, yeah. they almost become signature bags, which you make year after year. And you're very dictated by your skin as to what you can design. But your skin's got a certain size. It's got, it's got certain parameters. So there's certain products that just work perfectly. You get this perfect bag that fits in with those parameters and those bags tend to, to stay in fashion and look good Jackie, you better give us your website in case anybody would like to buy one right here in South Africa <laughs> where the creatures came from Absolutely. and it's www.rarity.co.za yeah. 
Lovely. Rarity.co.za and well done on being a finalist in the entrepreneurial category, Jacqueline Beaujet. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Lovely. Well, how does that get yourself a, a zebra handbag and you can, uh, you two can buy into the African story? www.rarity.co.za. Going to be talking to a couple more successful businesswomen in a minute, um, but do stay tuned right now. One thirty. time for the news headlines with the Sandman. Thank you very much, Maria. Sander, another winning woman, but right now you're listening to Otherwise here on SAFA. And we are talking about winning women. We're talking firstly about the Business Women in Association in Cape Town, the Regional Achiever Awards. And we have in the studio, we have uh, a winner. She is a winner in the entrepreneur category. That's also. right. Yep. The winner in the entrepreneur. <laughs> We're talking about finalists, now we have the winner. Renee Kibble, she is with SA Commercial. Going to be hearing about her story in just a minute. And also with me in the studio, I have Ethel Harmon, who is an auditor. And she was also a winner in the professional category. Lovely. And after that, we're going to be having a quick chat to the Business Women Association Durban Vice Chair, Lynette and Tully, to find out what they've got coming up. But, Renee, let's start with you. Congratulations. Thank you. You looked, you looked so excited when you stood on that <laughs> platform with, your, with all your sort it of was, It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Why do you think, and it's not fair to ask you why you, why, why you think that you were chosen, but tell us a little bit about your business, your spirit of enterprise. Tell us right. about that. It's a commercial, we are a business process outsourcing operation and um, what we do, we are a contact center and we do back office processing work. The philosophy, our business philosophy is all around a strong quality management system and I think that is absolutely critical when you're running a medium-sized business and you're the owner of the business and it's self-funded that you have your processes and your systems in place. We also believe in um, having our business accredited, so we are ISA 9001 accredited and we work towards strong data security because our business really is about working with our clients' data. So that's absolutely critical that they trust that we're working with their data and they trust the service offering towards them. Our mission in SA Commercial is to be our client's most trusted partner Mm -hmm. and um, it's all about relationship building with our people, with our um, partners and with our clients. Trust, yes, it is an important (coughs) word, isn't it? When you started out, how long ago was it? Um, We started in 2007. Um, We had 10 people working in our business. Today we are proud and loud, and we have 130 staff members in our business. And I always say, right now, it's no longer about me. Mm. But it's about 130 people's business. That's how we run our operation. We encourage an entrepreneurial spirit in our organization. We believe that every unit needs to be run like their own business. Um, and, and that's what creates the unity and the strong, um, the high performance with our environment. Gosh, I'm just thinking that each and every one of them are running their own little unit like their own business. Aren't you going to lose them very soon because they find that they can do it and they're going to whoops out and start their own business. But we want everybody to oh, be aspirational. <laughs> no, no, we, we want everybody to think aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. And we, for me, I always mention that SA Commercial is a stepping stone for all our staff members. Some will remain with us, and we have some who have started with, with us from day one, um, which we are insanely grateful for. But you'd rather want people to be aspirational and mm-hmm. give their best. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful career growth. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can hear by the way you say we that it, it's not no longer about you. It Absolutely. has become we. Yeah. But nonetheless, is, is it you who's still at the top, or have you got my husband and myself? He's okay. my partner, so we we have a fifty percent split in our business. And but with he runs his own operation as well. We are also a financial servicing organisation and a trading business. But my strategic. Um, responsibility is business profitability for SA Commercial, the contact centre. Okay. At the end of the day, I shouldn't really be asking these personal questions, but at the end of the day, do you make a point of not talking shop, shops? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I say absolutely, but there's there's always a grey line, Mm -hmm. you know. I try not to take my work home because um, I do believe it's it's a lot of hard work to find the balance, Um, but you need to find the balance. Um, so when we're at home, we try not to talk shop. It, it, it's not that easy. Yeah. But no, we try, try desperately to do sure that. I'm quite sure it is. When you're both sort of, sort of quite goal-orientated, is it what you, what you envisioned when you started? I'm thinking of the 10 that you started with, the 130 that you have now. 
Sometimes things get very big and almost a little bit like a big bubble. It's more difficult to handle. Is this what you wanted? Yes, yes. And we have an aggressive plan to, to move that um, headcount to 300 by the, uh, 2015. I always knew that it would be successful. I do believe you need to have a passion and purpose. And if that exists, there will be success after that. Did I use the expression goal-orientated? I would yes. say it would be the right expression for you. Yeah. Renee, thank you. It's been wonderful. And do give us your website that people can sort of check out what you're up to. Thank you. www.sa-commercial.co.za. Fabulous. Renee Kibble, thank you very much. Renee is the winner in the entrepreneurial category of the uh, Business Women's Association Cape Town Regional Achiever Awards. www if you'd like to check out what she's up to, sa-commercial.co.za, sa-commercial.co.za. Thank you so much, Nancy. Well, otherwise it is you're listening to, and we're going to do a quick segue as uh, we move the chairs around because we have another winner with us in the studio, Ethel Hammond. Lovely. Renee, if you would like to stay with us, you're welcome. If you'd like to leave, rush off, you're welcome to do that too. Ethel Hammond. Hi, Ethel. Another winner. I feel very, very privileged to have all these winners in our studio. Ethel is a partner at Horwath Zilla Carew, and uh, she was a winner in the professional category. And uh, equally, equally impassioned about what she does. Ethel, let's start with it. Let's, let's go back to your beginnings. Tell us a lot about your business now and tell us how it started. Well, the business now is a firm of professional auditors, accountants, and we provide consultancy services as well. Um, in the traditional sense of profession, we also have um, taxation services. The business today is um, a business of 80 persons, and we are nine partners. If I talk about when I commenced, I started there as a trainee accountant. So I'm running in um, plenty of years of with the practice itself. So it's been a while that I've been there, and there's been no change. The change has always been a focus on our service delivery. It's been a professional one, but it's been um, a personal relationship building. It's where you have access to a partner. So when people and business people, we we speak about being able to contact partners directly, and that's what uh, your businessman wants. He wants a partner next to him, and not only in the sense that we are partners of the practice, but a partner in his business, where we provide the personal and professional service end, and the entrepreneur as an example of Rene, um, they provide the business and the excitement and, and the mm. planning. Mm. Yes, I suppose that, you know, we come back to the trust thing, don't we? Especially if you're, if you're looking at money, anybody who's sort of handling the financial side of your business, you've got to really be very sure about that. There was a t- statistic that you quoted on Friday morning. I, can't, I think it was, uh, is it something like there are 9,000 chartered No, there are 36,000, approximately 36,000 registered chartered accountants on the South African Institute. Um, Some of those live abroad, and there are less than 9,000 female chartered accountants is the statistic I was quoting. There are even less um, registered auditors. There's probably about 4,500 registered auditors in South Africa. Why? Why so few? Well, we don't... Well, when I say so few, relatively... Yeah. Well, um, we don't require more than 4,500. There's never been a shortage of um, the World Bank did an exercise very recently, and they found that um, companies always are able to place their business with a, with a registered auditor. So there doesn't seem to be a shortage. I think the only concern, if you are talking about numbers, is that the average age of the registered auditor would be older than um, you would expect in in our type of economy. Mm. So that would be of concern. Um, the fact is that chartered accountants are, are very um, contributing uh, members of the economic, um, mm. the economic landscape. So they are in every single organization. They are the COOs, they are CEOs, they run business, they are listed companies. Some of them are florists and they can count flowers too, but they are, they, they're widespread. So mm. CAs can do, um, they're, they're very diverse and very able. In your, in your professional experience, has, have you found that there's any resistance towards women CAs? No, I, I think it's actually um, a profession that's well suited to women. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to um, de- to develop relationships. I think we talk about trust, and there's a core code of ethics there to which we subscribe to, and women have the ability to be able to to garner the kind of support and and relationship building that's needed. In fact, it's it's very important that we are we know right from wrong, 
and um, so so there isn't a um, concern about it. But traditionally, men run in those spaces, and they are around the boardroom tables, they are on the golf courses, and they are in the powerhouses. So it has taken a long time for women to have a, a significant impact on changing that landscape. We don't have enough women in senior positions in board, on boards, in boardrooms, and in business. It keeps you on your toes, doesn't it? Because it means that you've got to you've got to maintain your position. You've got to be you've got to be strong in what you're doing. And presumably, as I was uh, talking to uh, Robin earlier, you've got to be bringing other women up alongside it. Is it quite tough? Is it? Well, I think that's what's exciting, and that's why I've remained number one at the same firm that I actually mm-hmm. started with, where I qualified, is because when we are expected to actually remain. Um, to continue our professional development. So that, that's a, a requirement. That's number one box you have to tick. So that's exciting because you keep developing. And then within a, a chartered accountancy firm like ours, we develop the young people. So they come to us and they train with us for three years. Some of them would stay on and they'd become managers and they stay in the profession as I have. Or others will go on and be all those wonderful, economically viable people out in big business or small business. Once again, I think we'd better take your, your website so people can check out what you're up to and if they'd like to come along and get some training. Well, and it, it's www. It's crow, it's the difficulty with our website, sorry Nancy, no, no. is that it's way too long. So I think if we gave my name, they could Google me and they'll find links to it. So it's Ethel, which is E-T-H-E-L, and Hammond, which is spelled H-A-M-A-N. And the full name is Crow, uh, it's Crow Horworth, which is our um, international branding. And we, we know locally those Horworth Seller Caro. And we're over 75 years old, so a lot of people know us by name. And that's Horworth, Salakara, otherwise known as HZK. Okay, but the best way to, to get right in there is just Google your name. which is And you'll find links to our website. Lovely. Ethel Hammond, thank you very much. Thank you. E-T-H-E-L-H-A-M-A-N. And don't forget, we will uh, put that link up on our Facebook page on Otherwise on the Facebook page. Ethel, congratulations. Thank, thank you. you. This is when Marcellus and you all are listening to and enjoying SAFM. Stay with us. Otherwise, with Nancy Richards. You're listening to Otherwise here on SAFM, South Africa Good News and Information. Lida, sorry, we are having a, a girly moment. It's just interesting to hear that, that Renee shared with me that she also did the Camino some time ago. So how exciting was that? Well done to her. Well, you're listening to Otherwise, and we've been talking a lot about the Business Women's Association Cape Town Regional Achiever Awards. But we have, coming up next week, I think, on June the 5th, is the, uh, it's the turn of the Durban Business Women's Association to have their awards. And we've got Lynette Ntuli, who's the Vice Chair of BWA Durban, to tell us all about it. Hi, Lynette. Hi, good afternoon, Nancy, and your listeners. Good, thank you very much. Nice to have you with us. And uh, let me just introduce you properly. Property professional, uh, business development and investment uh, executive, also a bit of an award winner yourself. So nice to have you with us. Um, Lynette, we heard about the categories, the five categories, entrepreneur, social entrepreneur, professional, corporate, and emerging. But I think that there in Durban you've got a couple of other awards that you're going to be giving, giving out. Tell us about them. Um, this year we are going to have three new awards that are coming in, huh. um, but that are not necessarily um, awards that are judged within the additional categories. Certainly we have two very exciting special recognition awards for two women who have um, not only exemplified support as well as the upliftment of other women, but who have done a lot within the province as well. So we're going to be keeping those under wraps until the 5th of June. Um, and then a new award that we've also introduced is one related to really the theme and what we're really trying to go towards as an association, which is really not just empowering women and not just celebrating their achievements, but saying to women that there is a big role for them to play a part um, in, in becoming icons, really. Mm. When we say icons, it's becoming role models as women who are transformative, not only in their own organizations, but to other women in their communities and through the means that they have. So that's another new category of award that we'll also be introducing. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? And I suppose it's one that everybody's focusing on, but you're actually giving it hero status. Um, How many many members have you got there in Durban? Um, The Durban database at the moment stands at just over 300 women. Um, but always growing, always fluctuating, dependent on what the women in the region need. 
And your winners, once again, haven't necessarily come from the, the membership stable. Um, a few have, um, as, as, as far as this, in terms of the nominees, so in terms of where we are at the nominees thus far. But when we make the announcement, um, I think there might be some happy surprises there. Okay. One of the things I was saying right at the beginning is if you, if you have a business and you're not a member of the Business Women's Association, maybe it's something to think about. For you, uh, as a businesswoman yourself, how has it helped you? For me, I think what it's helped me with is specifically saying that as women, it may not necessarily um, impact upon your bottom line, but I think it's really critical for us to get together and talk about the things that are relevant and important to our business growth, our personal growth, um, as well as what we can do to impact everything from policy to our communities. Um, so the networking elements of it has been quite crucial the learning elements through the various programs that the BWA runs um, and is able to allow women access to both in the private as well as in the public sector have also been quite critical, um, as well as the opportunity to give back. Um, you know, as, as women running um, our own businesses, often you're trying to find the right type of initiatives, the right type of critical mass to give back meaningfully. And what I've definitely found is in the BWA um, Durban branch, with the various initiatives that the, the branch has taken, especially on a philanthropic side, especially where we've really made strides in developing other young entrepreneurs as well as the girl child um, in terms of helping them focus on life skills as well as career development. It's been a wonderfully fruitful way yeah. to give back um, with not only our time but our skills as well as our journeys um, as women in the business arena. Yeah, I have to say, I think you guys there in Durban are very active, a bit like the Cape Town Regional Branch, where we'd really like to hear from all the other regions. So if anybody is uh, part of the Business Women's Association region, regional awards elsewhere in the country, do get in touch. Lynette, and do stay in touch, because we look forward to hearing, after June the 5th, we look forward to hearing who some of your winners were. Well, and, if, certainly will. and if anybody wants to get in touch, it's, uh, email is durbandbn at bwasa.co.za. Is that right? Yes, that is Super. correct, and Catherine will be on the other side of that email address to help with any inquiries. Super. Um, yeah. Lovely. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Nancy. Pleasure. Lynette, All right. truly, she's the Vice Chair of the Durban BWA, dbn at bwasa.co.za if you'd like to get in touch directly. Thanks, team. That's Hazel Mikrozini and Kim Sotel. And uh, next up, it's Sharp Shop, the children's program. Shop Children's Program on SAFM with Leon Fisher. And it is Shop Shop, it's Shop Shop. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. You are listening to the Shop Shop Children's Radio Show on SAFM. I am Leon Fisher. We love having guests in the studio with us, and today our special guest is Marinette. Marinette, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Hello Leon, yes. My name is Marinette and I am from The Stage Kids. We have two very energetic and colourful friends we want to introduce, Banda and Vili. They love to play, learn about new things and go on adventures. They can also visit you at your birthday party. To find out more about Banda and Vili, visit The Stage Theatre at www.thestage.co.za or email us at kids at this stage.co.za And we wish you a big welcome. <laughs> Would you tell us a little bit more about Wanda and Vili, please? Yes, we've got them here as well. Let them introduce themselves. Hello, friends. My name is Wanda. I am very friendly and I have blue hair. And I love to make new friends. Hi, everyone. My name is Vili. I'd like to play outside with Wanda. She is my best friend. I love teasing her. I have orange hair and a button nose. Hi guys and a big welcome to you too. Vanda and Billy are going to tell us a story today. Let's listen. It's story time everyone. Gather around kids.
Hello, friends. How are you doing today? My name is Hannah, Healthy Hannah, and I am very happy that school is over. I love doing homework, but I love to play even more. Do you also like to play? What are your favorite games? But do you know what? Doing your homework is just as important as playing. Can you believe it? That's why my name is Healthy Hannah. I'm going to get my ball. Maybe there's someone to play with me. See you later. So two plus three is five, and seven plus three is nine. No, no, no. It's ten. Hello, you guys. My name is Vanda, and I love to do my homework. I'm practicing my math. Sometimes I struggle with my plus and minus sums, so I have to work extra, extra hard so I can get all the answers right. Hello, Vanda. What are you doing? Hello, Billy. I'm learning my math. Teacher will ask us tomorrow, and then I will have all the answers right. Have you practiced your math? No, I don't feel like it. Let's go play rather. Please. I don't want to, Billy. I have to work. You can go play catch on your own. Vanda, playing catch is for two people. Duh, one to throw and one to catch the ball. Fine, you can stay here on your own. I will find someone else to play with me. Billy can go play ball on his own. I don't like to do exercise. Friends, can I tell you a secret? When I do exercise, I get out of breath, and then I sound like this. <sighs> and then all the children laugh at me. So I would rather do my homework. It's much nicer to sit in here anyway. I think I deserve a chocolate for all my hard work. <laughs> oh, that was the best chocolate ever! I think I deserve another one. I worked so hard on my math homework. I earned another chocolate. Uh, what's that smell? Oh, I can hardly breathe. I can smell healthy children all over the place. You stink. You smell so clean, and you smell so healthy. It makes me sick. <clears throat> clean and clever, and oh, so healthy. Ugh. My name is Jerry, Jerry the Germ, and I don't like healthy children, just like Vanda and Vili. They think they're so healthy and good, but you are going to see how I make them unhealthy. Just like that, my germs make people sick and give them unhealthy bodies and unhealthy minds. <laughs> you probably want to know how my germs work. My germs are lazy. They just want to play and eat chocolates and give children rotten teeth and bad breath. I'm going to make Vanda and Vili unhealthy, unbalanced, and unfit. Oh, look! Who is it? It's Vanda. Can you believe it? I've already done my homework, and when I wanted to get something to eat, my mom said I can have a yogurt or a fruit. It's healthy. I really wanted a chocolate. It's unfair. A fruit is not as delicious as a chocolate. Hello, 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 Vanda. Why do you look so upset? Hello, Jerry. Well, I wanted a chocolate because I did all my homework, but my mom said I can have a fruit or a yogurt. She says it's much healthier to eat a fruit. It has vitamins and keeps you healthy and gives you brain power. Ugh, that's bad. Who wants to eat a fruit when you can eat a chocolate?
Look what I have with me. A delicious chocolate. You can get it if you want. Hmm. I don't think I should. My mom would like it. She said I shouldn't eat chocolates the whole time. It has too much sugar and just makes me tired and gives me an unhealthy body and rotten teeth. But Wanda, she won't know. I won't tell her. If you don't tell her, nobody is going to see you when you eat the chocolate. Wow! Thank you, Jerry. You are the best. See you later. <laughs> I knew my germs will start to make her unhealthy, and now she's eating chocolate, and it's going to make her body unhealthy, and her teeth will start to rot, <laughs> and give her a stomach ache. Ooh, here they come again! My evil plan is working. <laughs> Hey, Vanda! I had so much fun playing outside, and guess what? I got someone to throw the ball with me. Vili, it doesn't count if you look at yourself in the mirror. You're still alone. <laughs> you always think you're so funny. Do you practice your jokes on your chocolates? Why are you so mean to me? Because you are. Boring, and you are getting fatter. Don't call me fat, but you are stupid. Hey, Vanda and Vili, why are you fighting? Hello, healthy Anna. Vili says I only eat chocolates, and I'm getting fat. Vili, that's not very nice. But but she called me stupid. You are such good friends. Don't fight. Let's rather go and eat a tasty sandwich at my house. I'd rather have ice cream for lunch. Yes, ice cream. You scream. We all scream for ice cream with chocolate sauce. I'm going to be there first. Don't run away from me, Billy. I'm not as fast. Friends, it's not nice to see Vanda and Billy fight. I wish I could help them. Vanda just wants to do her work all the time, but never exercises. She has an unhealthy body. Vili doesn't do his homework. He just plays games and never wants to exercise his mind. He doesn't have a healthy mind. Do you know what the word mind means? The word mind means you can build big puzzles. Learn new words and how smart you are. A healthy mind is as important as a healthy body.、Hmm, I wish I can help them. One of these days, all their teeth will fall out because of all the sweets they eat. Wait for me, you guys. That was Sharp Sharp, the children's program. There'll be more of that tomorrow. There'll also be more Otherwise tomorrow. And don't forget, if there's anything that you've missed on Otherwise, you can check our Facebook page, which is Otherwise on SAFM. Up next, it's afternoon talk with Ashraf Garda. Thanks to the team, Hazel Makuzani and Kim Thurtell and Nancy Richards. But right now, it's two o'clock. Time for the news with Asanda Matsunyoni.